Welcome to Bloomsburg Theater Ensemble Down Center, a podcast where we focus a spotlight on our company, our people, our art, and our town. Front and Down Center. I'm Aaron White. I'm a resident actor and ensemble member at the BTE, and I'm sitting alongside Tara Bradway. Welcome, Tara Bradway. Thank you, Aaron. Hey, hey, why are you on this podcast? I am the guest director for our upcoming production of Twelfth Night. Oh, it's so exciting. It's going to be such a lot of fun. I first want to say that we are sitting in the building of the Columbia Montour Chamber of Commerce, and we want to thank the foundation of the Chamber of Commerce for providing some resources to bring this podcast to your ears. We're really grateful to them. Thank you. So Tara, we've done a lot of Shakespeare together because I worked with a company that she ran. Yeah. Now you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I would love to. Um, So I actually first met Aaron White in 2008, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, My husband, Patrick, worked with Aaron at Texas Shakespeare Festival. Mm -hmm. So I saw Aaron perform as Sir Andrew Aguecheek in Twelfth Night Mm -hmm. um, that summer. And I thought he was wonderful and hilarious. And so I remember meeting you at like a karaoke night. And and being surprised that I had dark hair because I wore a blonde wig. Oh, that's right. Yes, you wore a blonde wig and you you have in, in real life, you have dark hair. I do. And after that summer, Patrick and I have founded a company that came to be Adirondack Shakespeare Company. But at the time, we called Shakespeare in the Raw, an experimental process for doing Shakespeare. And we had done one production of the very popular and, you know, lovely favorite Henry VI Part One, And we were about to be producing Henry VI Part Two. And we invited Aaron to come play with us as King Henry the mm-hmm. Sixth, because and he's Jack not Kate. a baby in that one. He's not a baby he's in a, that one. He's so a grown person. He's in, a in grown, part two. Yeah, he's a grown person in part two. And it was a very fun double of the meek, uh, prayerful King Henry and Jack Cade, who's a, a wild <laughs> rogue revolutionary. Revolutionary. Yeah. Yes, very fun. So mm-hmm. that was 2008 mm-hmm. that we first met, and we we've worked together ever since. That's so insane. you came and played with us again in Henry VI Part Three, And then in 2010, our first summer season as Adirondack Shakespeare Company, you played Romeo and the Porter in Macbeth. And you wrote music for As You Like It. Yeah. And played Amin's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we've we've been brother and sister a couple times. Yes. As Ophelia and, L- and Laertes. Uh, and Shakespeare in the Raw is after the sugar, not yes. after the state of being if you're not wearing clothes. Correct. Yes. Although we do think of it a little bit as naked Shakespeare. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the actors are all wearing clothes, but there's not a lot of overdressing in Shakespeare in the Raw. It's very stripped down, very bare bones and unprocessed in the way that sugar in the Raw is unprocessed like it rough around the edges yeah and that has something to do with our production of 12th night for the opening of bte's 46th season yeah I'm, i'm just gonna outline real quick why we're doing it this way we're taking 12th night off center off center street the alvina cross theater on center street in bloomsburg is under renovation um we are getting a new hvac system thanks to the pandemic we're filtering air so our audiences are safe and so in case that project ran into our season we decided we better not 
produce in our theater. So we are doing dates at Bloomsburg Town Park uh, from September 7th through the 9th at the Williamsport Community Theater League, uh, September 15th through the 17th and River Stage in Lewisburg on September 29th through October 1st. And we're taking this production of Twelfth Night in a, a similar form, I think probably a little bit more process than, <laughs> than, than what we were doing in the raw, but uh, we're taking it on the road. And when that project came about, I thought of you because you like taking Shakespeare to I different places. Do. It's uh, it's actually my favorite way of doing Shakespeare is in found spaces. So with Adirondack Shakespeare Company, we did have like a home theater space that we would work in New York um, at Scourn Manor Amphitheater. It's like an old ruined amphitheater that has since been somewhat restored by by New York State. Um, but Featured we, in Majory Morningstar with Gene yes, Kelly and... and um, <laughs> oh, rats. I can't remember who this... It wasn't... Natalie Na- Wood. Was it Natalie Wood? It was Natalie Wood, yes. Yeah, an old MGM musical shot. Yeah. Yeah, so yep, if you if you want to check out what, what Skyrim Manor looked like in the 50s before the entire place burned down, except for the stone amphitheater, yeah. um, which was so. modeled on the Hollywood Bowl. Um, but most of that is gone. So it's like a stone stage, which has been resurfaced in the last many years. But when when we were first playing on it. It's pretty rough. Um, it was quite rough. But we would play in parks. We would play in L-shaped theaters that used to be boathouses. Um, we would go into schools. We played in Grange Halls. We just loved going anywhere that we could bring theater. We played on a farm, which was really delightful. There was a rainstorm and a rainbow after one of those performances was really delightful. So yeah, we like to play anywhere and everywhere with Shakespeare. So yeah, this process is a little bit more... Um, structured than what I have been used to with Adirondack Shakespeare Company. I have designers to play with, which is amazing. (laughs) We did a lot of things with more found objects and suggestible things to really work our imaginations. And here, it's a real luxury to have a scene shop and a costume shop and have those visions be incorporated into Mm -hmm. the process as well. Uh, What was was the thinking of having it more stripped down in that way? Was there a purpose or was it just resource oriented? Um, The Resource orientation was kind of like a side benefit mm-hmm. in a way, but the it was really a philosophy. So when Patrick and I first met acting in Shakespeare and also going to see various Shakespeare productions, we often felt like concepts became the thing and that the play became shoehorned into the concept. And that became the focus of those productions. And so we, with Shakespeare in the Raw, wanted to strip all of that away. So no Hamlet on Mars. Or... Nope. No Hamlet on Mars. No uh, Midsummer Night's Dream on giant beds or uh, set in the Old West or wherever. Shakespeare's company, they embraced anachronism and they wore contemporary clothing, like things that they had. So that was kind of what we did, too, was like, well, what, what do we have as performers of Shakespeare? And those things were very simple. And we wanted to focus on the text. So we didn't cut hardly anything um, unless there was something hugely problematic. We kept all the text and that was it. So we didn't focus on costumes. There was no set. We didn't focus on props. They were very simple and suggestive and everything was in service to the language. And that meant that actors had to speak a pace. Um, so we are making some cuts for this production, but I'm encouraging the actors to speak a pace, trippingly on the tongue, as as Hamlet reminds us. Yeah. One of the things that I do remember was an invocation or an invitation to join us in imagination. Because everything is 
is coming to the audience through their ears. When Shakespeare's audience went to the playhouse, they, they went to hear a play. They did not, not go to see, to see a, play. a play. Yeah. And were very visually oriented. Yeah. And, and, and so there was something that actually I think helped the plays work better because the audience understood that they had to be active parts in it. Yes. Um, that they couldn't sit as passive audience members. And that is something that's going to be passed on in through this production because we're doing it in general lighting. So the audience will be very I mean, visible. Yeah. They'll be seen, right? Mm -hmm. We're not pretending that we're not doing a play. Right. And it's my favorite way to play Shakespeare. Me too. Because then it's a conversation instead of something that you're you're waiting to Yeah, it's to not presentational. To. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's very uh, participatory. I really like that too. When I, when I go to see Shakespeare that is played in universal lighting, I also really enjoy the opportunity to be a part of an audience and not to feel like I'm having an isolated experience, that it's a shared experience, not just with the acting company, but also with the other audience members yeah. so that you can have a connection with the person sitting next to you or the person sitting across the theater from you. You can mm -hmm. see each other. Yep. So there's something sparkly about that that I really like. I think about all the folks that say theater is not for them. And I think that oftentimes the things that they do go to see concerts or uh, live sporting events or fairs, that so much of that is that it's communing with other people. <laughs> yes. Know? So I, I would say it is not something you're going to get at home. If you're going to watch Shakespeare on a TV screen or yes. in a classroom, it's it's not the same thing at all. It's not a very all different the thing. Same. And we're really, this is a, a comedy and we're with the acting company really discovering a lot of great, funny, fun, delightful moments of joy and laughter and live music, live music. <laughs> and I'm so excited about sharing it mm -hmm. uh, with everybody because of that. Well, I'm, I'm so excited that you're here with us. And the, the question that has been written for me, <laughs> I'm going to ask it because it's just a fun question. Uh, who is Tara and what awesomeness is she bringing to the table? My background is through English literature. And it was one of the ways that I first fell in love with Shakespeare. I saw Hamlet when I was 12 and I loved that. And ever after, like I'm a big reader. So I, I loved reading the plays, but also recognizing that I think they work better on the stage than on the page. But in college, I pursued English. And then I worked as a professional actor for a number of years before I went back to school to get my master's and my PhD in English literature with a focus in Shakespeare and performance studies. Um, so those are some of my credentials, but I also I write and I teach writing and I teach literature at several different colleges and universities. <laughs> the issues of contingent faculty is a whole other podcast. So we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but I'm also um, a content writer and copy editor. I just love language. I really love language. So I think that that's the awesomeness that I'm bringing to this particular production is my love for language mm -hmm. and my love for this language specifically. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to throw one in. You also make space for everyone in the room. It's something I remember very fondly about all of our time in the Adirondacks yeah. was the community that sprung up because of that. And mm -hmm. I think that that has a lot to do with you. Oh, thank you. You bet. Oh, that's so nice. It's something I think is so important about any theater, but about this production that I really want to highlight is that everybody's bringing something valuable and awesome to the table and that I don't want to be the kind of director who's imposing a vision on the play. I want to let the play speak for itself, but the play is also the people who are creating it. Mm -hmm. So I really want to make space 
in rehearsal and performance for what the actors and the designers are bringing to the table and then leave room for the audience for what they're bringing to the table, what you are bringing to the table. And I feel like I'm more of a facilitator in that way rather than than a dictator. I mean, it, Shakespeare's company didn't have a director, so I don't feel very comfortable filling that space. I, I think of myself more as a guide to make sure that like we're all forming and gelling that ensemble, but that it's not about what I want for the play. It's about what everybody wants and mm-hmm. what everybody's there to create. That's fabulous. So I'm going to take that as an invitation for our listeners to bring themselves to the table, come out and see Twelfth Night this September, starting September 7th through the 9th, free in Bloomsburg Town Park, right out there in the public. And then September 15th through the 17th, we'll be in Williamsport at the Community Theater League. And we will be in Lewisburg at River Stage, September 29th through October 1st. Come out and see it and uh, have a a really good time. I'm having a great time with you, Tara. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This has been Bloomsburg Theater Ensemble Down Center. Ensemble-driven professional theater, arts education in rural Pennsylvania for everyone with everyone. Check out our website, www.bte.org, for show information and to purchase tickets. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, all the socials, to get the most up-to-date information about what's happening at BTE. Yay! Any stuff. My name is Tara, and my middle name is Elizabeth. (laughs) So I feel a nice kinship with Elizabeth because we have a shared name. And I also learned at some point, so I'm Irish, and Tara in Irish means tower, but it's also (laughs) Sanskrit for star, which is really cool. So. Isn't that cool? Um, so at some point, uh, so my my name together is Tower Consecrated to God, but also Star Consecrated to God. Oh, my. Which is cool. And my last name is Bradway, uh, which is anglicized like Broadway. And that I think is all that I have to say. Was that enough? That was great. Okay. Can I get you to turn into Sure. And uh, my name is Aaron. I think that has something to do with mountains in the uh, Aaron, actually. Like the Bible, Aaron. Yeah. Which I guess is, is not the brother he- of Moses. That's right. Yep. 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 Yeah. Which I only know from watching the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You should be good. Yay. Okay.